The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegrillposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. Presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. Also now in association with IndiePW.com. We're sponsored by CollarNevel.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPodcast at the checkout. Some partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPodcast. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. Listen to the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those other podcatchers out there as well. As always, I'm Big Joe, and I'm Carl Carafel. All right, Carl. Another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling. But before we get to our run of topics this week, I have something very special here. Our friend, Mister Dusty Gold, I had a chance to sit down with him and talk to him about his recent OVW debut match and uh, some other stuff as well. So we're going to. Uh, Go to that interview, and then we'll be right back. All right, guys, Big Joe of Turnbuckle Talk here, and, of course, proud part of the Roar Network, thegrillposition.com, and the HTM Podcast Network. So I have something very special for you guys here today. We are going to – we're actually kicking off this uh, episode with this this week. I have returning for the fourth time current WCWA Ozark Regional Champion, Mr. Dusty Gold. Welcome back to the podcast, sir. Thanks for having me, man. It's always good to be on. I've been on here four times, obviously, so I'm always coming back. Yeah, it's uh, you're a very popular guest. We like having you, and our listeners like having you to, to listen to as well. Since we have talked last time, I mean, you've been pretty busy, and uh, you were just coming off your match with uh, with Brian Cage. Uh, other than the big piece of news, what else have you been up to lately? Uh, well, uh, I've been uh, making a plan. I got uh, in life. I got married, and uh, congratulations. Um, thank you. And just kind of live life for a little bit for the holidays, spend time with family because 2020 was going to be a big year for me. Mm-hmm. And I just came off of fresh, uh, last night, um, of being at OVW for their, uh, uh, what was it Nightmare Rumble? And, uh, I got to do a debut match, uh, as a dark match. Mm-hmm. So went over, I didn't, I didn't get the win. But I did win over the crowd, so uh, it was a it was an accomplishment for me, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what else I can do with OVW. Yeah, man, it, it, it's 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 been so cool just since to to kind of rewind the clock back to everybody going back. I think it's it was what I think late 2018. I think was the first time uh, that we talked, and just a, a random. I mean, I was just going through Facebook and, and trying to find independent wrestlers I thought looked interesting, and, and you definitely stood out, sent the friend request, and you responded, and then we set up an interview. And then just since that time, I mean, we've just watched you kind of just on this ascendance, and then now, I mean, you're on the verge of being signed with a major promotion. I mean, the, the people that have been through this company, like we're talking people like uh, Randy Orton, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, have all spent time in OVW finding fine-tuning their craft, and now... 
you're right there with them. And it's got to be exciting. I mean, uh, and you know, there's some really interesting people running that promotion. I mean, uh, they're doing pay-per-views again. They're they're doing weekly television. This is exciting, bro. And I'm excited. We're excited for you. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, usually it's 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 really hard to get in with OVW too. So I've been trying to get with them for the last year. Yep. Um, just to even get seen, like talk to them, kind of thing. And uh, I was very blessed uh, to. Uh, to know the right people and uh, someone else was able to work their way in uh ryan mm-hmm. uh, get me, uh for those that don't know who ryan bowman is he uh <laughs> he helped get me in a lot with, along with a, lot, a few other guys and i uh, have been pushing for me and uh talking me up more than uh, you know i think i probably deserve to be <laughs> talked up um so and i was you know i just want to make sure i could deliver and I went out there and did what I do best, and uh, they loved it and asked me to come back uh, as much as possible. So um, definitely looking forward to seeing what path I'll pave through OVW because, mm-hmm. like you said, a lot of greats have gone through there. And I want to be one of the ones that's remembered just like they are uh, from going through there. So, But the, the, the best way that I can kind of worry, you had mentioned that uh, you feel you deserved it. I think, uh, and our very own uh, Rick Vickery on the Hitting the Marks podcast will appreciate uh, the statement that I'll make here. I will say more that you've earned this opportunity because I mean, dude, like every day I see you on, on Facebook, you're live streaming and you're, 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 you're going to the gym, you're working out, you're putting in the work, you're helping to train other wrestlers. I mean, you've earned this opportunity. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It is. I put in the hours. So that's one of my things that I say now. Is it's always about putting in the hours. HRS. Hard work, resilience, and sacrifice. So there's a three golden keys to success of being able to potentially make it. And also, I preach to my students and then also to anyone else that asks me how I'm kind of extending so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not waiting for opportunities. I'm making the opportunities. I'm not going to sit back and wait anymore. I waited long enough. It's my time, and I'm going to make sure that I get it this year. 2020 is my year, and that's why I've been saying I see 2020 in 2020, meaning I see full vision to the path that I want to go. So, You read my mind. I was just going to uh, ask you about that, and, and not just in professional wrestling. I mean, anybody who has any kind of greater aspirations or any kind of goal or anything like that, just sitting on your laurels and, and just waiting for the success or whatever to come to you, it's not going to happen that way. You have to find it for yourself because the success isn't going to just come to you. You have to go and grab it for yourself. Right. It's a, it's a, it's going to be a continuous dream until you make it a reality. Mm-hmm. So you can dream about it all day and, and it's just a fantasy, but in order to make it a reality, you have to put in the, you have to figure out exactly what guidelines you need to follow to achieve whatever goal it may be. You know, not everyone wants to be a professional wrestler, but, whatever they want to do in life, they have to stay super, super positive, mm-hmm. get rid of the negative people, and, yeah. and that's where the sacrifice comes in. You're going to have to sacrifice some friendships. You're going to have to sacrifice some time um, with, you know, even, like, family and stuff of like that, especially mm-hmm. in, like, a sport. Um, I've had to sacrifice a lot of time with family, um, putting in the grind because I, I chose grinding uh, towards my goals than going out to party in or being able to do some, some gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um, this last year, taking some time off because I knew um, I was going to push so hard through 2020 that I wanted to give my family some time in 2019. They deserved it. They've been there supporting me um, and 100% of the way. Uh, so I I want to take some time off for that. Mm-hmm. But now to 
to make that final push through. And then once I get there, that's when the real work really begins. Now, just back briefly on, on your, your debut match with OVW, because we had mentioned that uh, the crowd loved you there. What was it like kind of being in that atmosphere, the, your first match there, and the crowd kind of latched onto you right off the bat? That, that had to feel pretty good, and that's what you guys kind of feed off of in the ring, right? I definitely feed off that. <laughs> so, like, um, it, it put an extra little smiling smirk on my face nice. uh, that um, a few people actually even knew who I was because a few were already chanting Dusty Gold before nice. I came out to my music hit. So um, the fact that they're paying attention that close and they are that excited that I came, um, and then they basically transcended through everybody else because everyone else started going, okay. The more I did in the ring, the more it went on, they all started going, okay, I like this guy, okay. <laughs> nice. Dang, I expect that to happen. Holy crap. So, uh, and, you know, I think I went out there. We had a, literally, I think, a six-minute match. Yeah. And – those are fast to me, and I was able to win over the crowd in that short of time. And I know that they all want me back because everyone, when I came up to the uh, autograph booth and stuff, a few people bought some photos, nice. and then they go, um, "That was one of the most impressive debuts I've ever seen." Wow! So uh, that was like, I was like, "Wow, okay, thank you." So. <laughs> Hey, that's uh, quite the compliment to get, especially we're off the hop. And, you know, another guest, actually a little while back, I had both of you guys on. I had uh, yourself and I had Mr. Franco Varga, who at that time was making his debut over at OVW as well. Uh, and I know that he's uh, becoming a regular there too. So at some point, somewhere down the road, you pass my cross with you, uh, you two guys and uh, I think a, a match with you and Franco. Franco is an awesome guy, by the way. I mean, uh, for uh, for guests I have on the, I've had on this podcast – uh, I talked to him probably for about two hours. I mean, I, th- I recorded, I think, probably about an hour of it. But, I mean, we talked well after that. I mean, he's a, a great guy and a great work in the ring. And I'm hoping that you guys can line up for some kind of match, too, because I think that you guys could put on a hell of a show there. Oh, yeah, that would be uh, – I mean, I'm, there's so much talent in that locker room. Lots of talent there. So much, so much talent. Like, just everyone that I was you know, introducing myself. And it's – awesome to me too that a few of them actually recognized me without me having to say who i am so that means they were keeping an eye and, and they've heard about me or someone's talked about me mm-hmm. um and they were they were shocked i was there and then they hadn't seen my work live and a, a lot of them coming up to me and saying man you went out there you killed it you just that was awesome um that means a lot that i had yeah. the nod of approval from everyone in the back not only just i went over the crowd but i went over the boys in the rock room um, which means a lot when you're going into a new place because if mm-hmm. you don't want boys in the locker room, they don't like you, you know, you may not stay very long. So, Yeah, and, and outside the locker room too, I mean, there's some great minds over there. And I mean, even Mr. Uh, our friend uh, Al Snow is over there as well. I mean, there's a, a guy with a wealth of experience in uh, the world of professional wrestling and it has a very unique take on um, a lot of things that happen. I mean, even this is something that you and I, uh, while I was interacting when you were doing a Facebook Live, and I was even just talking about punching in professional wrestling. He, he's somebody who, like myself, kind of shares that same opinion about that, how it's kind of overused. For for the longest time, the, the punch in professional wrestling was used as something when the referee would have his back turned or you could get away with a kind of a, a cheap shot. But now there's so many of these guys that are just like running across the ring and punching each other in the face. And we're supposed to believe that the other guy can just kind of bounce back from that. And in, in real life, a punch to the face hurts. And it's something that, that yeah. uh, is overused. And, and uh, Al's very kind of old school with that 
stuff at the same time, though, he is obviously, I mean, with the this promotion, I mean, he's, he's cashed onto the trends, you know, being on YouTube and, and getting out there with stuff. So it's, it's very cool to see uh, this promotion, how it's kind of changed and evolved over the years. And in a world of a lot of these kind of mid-level promotions out there, uh, OVW is starting to rise. And with guys like you, man, the, the, um, the potential is there for something really cool. Yeah. Uh, no, like the, when they brought me to the back and, uh, like I said, right from a match, like I, I was still dripping in sweat. Just got over by, um, and they're like, "Hey, they want to see you in the office now." Ooh. I was like, "Oh, I fucked up." <laughs> like the uh, principal's office in school, right? Right. So, uh, yeah. So, and then uh, I went in there, and they uh, asked me some questions, and then they asked me if I was thinking about moving up there. Uh, they wanted me to move mm-hmm. to Kentucky. Um, they help out a lot of the guys, uh, you know, from the details that, that, that they were telling me, um, finding jobs, um, uh, temporary housing, um, all kinds of stuff. So they're doing it right, uh, being able to help the guys make that transition if they're moving up there to fulfill, you know, going and they train seven days a week, they said. So wow. the days that they're not doing shows, they're, they're, they have classes and they're training. Um, but they said they want me as much as possible. Um. I uh, basically just uh, told them I was like, I, I would love to move, mm. but where I'm right now in life, uh, I can't make that decision alone, and that I have to uh, you know consult with my wife, and then yeah. uh, it has to all financially um, for me. But I told them I would work with them as much as possible, and they said, well, when do you want to start? And uh, so I set a date, and uh, it's sooner than later. We'll say that. So. Um, that they'll be seeing me on uh, regular Tuesday night TV with uh, OVW and uh, pay-per-views on Saturdays. So. I'm really looking forward to that, and I know our listeners are as well. And I mean, just even as we're talking, I can hear your phone kind of lighting up. So um, it, it's good to it's it, it's just it's so good to kind of see how uh, the growth that you've had just since we talked to you the, for, the, for the first time. Before we do go, before you have your next match with OVW, let us know where people can see you next. Okay, so. Uh... Leading up, I get this following weekend. Um, I will be Saturday at Grab in Gravit, Arkansas, okay. um, for Arkansas Championship Wrestling, which is a relatively new company down here towards Arkansas that's running in here. And then uh, I'll be in Springdale, Arkansas, on Sunday for WCWA Purge, which is an all uh, weapons matches uh, type paper, <laughs> uh, for WCWA. Um, my opponents aren't announced, but I'm assuming I'll probably end up putting up, uh, my uh, Ozark Regional Championship on the line um, in some kind of way. Um, just nothing has been announced yet, so I, I have yet to figure out what exactly I'm doing there. Um, but other than that, uh, following the following month in February, I got Sore Mania on the 13th of uh, February, which is a Thursday down in Dallas. Nice. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so I honestly think that's probably going to be my last uh, show for SOAR um, because I usually run every first Saturday of the month, and right. so does OVW. So uh, that's a decision I have to make, mm-hmm. and I made it. I just have to uh, kind of follow through with it. So There you go, folks. Uh, enjoy Dusty while he's down that way because he's going to be coming up uh, full-time in OVW. So enjoy him while you get him now. Uh, and after that, you're going to have to go up a little bit more north to watch on a regular basis. And you guys are more than welcome to make that trip. <laughs> I would love the atmosphere of all my fans. So. 
Absolutely, man. Okay, well, it's been a pleasure to have you, and uh, I appreciate your time as always, and uh, looking forward to talking to you again soon. Always a pleasure to be on, and uh, just let me know when you want to do the next one. Hey guys, it's the standard Dusty Gold, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and what an amazing interview you guys just heard with a returning guest, Dusty Gold. So happy for all the accomplishments this guy has been doing. Make sure that you continue to follow him on his social medias. Make sure you're taking a look at everything he's doing because this kid is going places. Our first four-time guest, Carl, uh, and it won't be the last time. And it wasn't the first time I could see him becoming a regular. Um, yeah, he's got a lot going on. It's, it's been very exciting going from meeting him completely at random on social media to all to the point now where he's on the verge of signing with a major wrestling promotion. So it's it's been very cool to kind of see this whole process happen with a, with a good friend of ours. Definitely. Super happy that, I mean, we weren't really instrumental in anything, but we were able to kind of follow along on that journey and kind of piggyback a little bit on it and share in that success. And that's what we love doing here is sharing in those successes. Absolutely. So going from that to something that I don't know if it will be a success, Carl, we're talking about WWE hinting at a large international pay-per-view in February. Now I was initially kind of excited about this and then I realized, Oh no, we're going back to Saudi Arabia again, because that's what this is. Another Saudi Arabian pay-per-view. Now, does this mean that we're going to have two this year, or are they just going to do it quickly at the beginning of the year so that people forget about it? It's February 20th, I believe, is the the date that's going to happen, from what I've seen. Okay, but are they going to do another one later on in the year? Oh, I don't know. This is going to just be another one of their glorified house shows, like uh, Crown Jewel. That's what this is. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I wasn't sure if this one was going to be, um, you know, touted as the crown jewel event because we know that there is going to be again, another crown jewel that's coming out. So it'll be very interesting to see if this is a second Saudi Arabian pay-per-view or show that's going to happen. It could be because they've done that greatest Royal Rumble and all that. Uh, of course, uh, best known for the worldwide slide with Mr. Titus O'Neil. That's always what I remember from that show. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And like I said, I was initially kind of surprised. I was like, oh, maybe they'll go to Japan or maybe Australia or Europe. South America. No, we're going to Saudi Arabia again. So, I mean, I mean, no real shocker, but I was optimistic that it was going to be something cooler than what it seems like it's going to be, which is unfortunate. Yeah. It definitely would have been nice had it gone to a different area. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, again, money talks, right? And if uh, the Saudi Arabian prince is going to continue to pay them exuberant amounts of money to come and put shows on, I mean, as as terrible as these glorified house shows have been, it's a very smart thing to do to make all that money. Mm-hmm. And it's money, frankly, that they desperately need. So I, I totally get it from the business um, aspect. 
But I mean, it's it's one of these things where it's such a polarizing thing in uh, when it comes to wrestling fans and uh, pundits like ourselves. You either love it or you hate it. There's very few people that are kind of in the middle there. So definitely, you're right. Yeah, I try to be somewhere in the middle, but I mean, I don't know about these shows. I mean, I've never sat down and watched an entire show for these Crown Jewel events and whatnot. I mean, I've watched little snippets and, and little things to make sure that I know what I'm talking about, but I've never sat down and watched the whole show when it comes to these Saudi Arabia shows. And maybe you, you might have to just one, like find <laughs> one of the, like one of the ones that's, that's kind of happened already. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, you're talking about you just going through and, and seeing little snippets mm-hmm. of things that have happened. Right. And I mean, the majority of the time, these snippets are things that are being put out there by the people who are hating on the product. So they're only showing you the negative sides of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, not that there's really a whole bunch of positives, but um, I don't know, maybe it's worth just sitting down and taking a look at one on your own just to, uh, you know, dissect it a little bit and, and, and see if all these little snippets that you've seen are, you know, truth or if they're just, what the media quote unquote media or the Mark tards yeah. want you to see now in the interest of transparency for myself, what do you suggest out there when I watch snippets, I'm actually watching from the actual source. Like when I'm talking pay-per-views, the Saudi Arabia thing, I'm actually looking at it through www.com. And when it comes to raw and SmackDown, I mean, I, I still record the episodes not, well, not raw now because I'm not subscribed to Sportsnet, but SmackDown, I'll still kind of fast forward and stop and, and catch little segments and whatnot. But uh, like you had said, these places that, that just kind of post little snippets and stuff and sometimes even out of context. Yeah, um, I understand that, uh, but I don't watch it that way. Okay, okay. Mm. No, that's that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows, or if you don't, uh, you know, a little backstage, Joe and I are actually in two different cities in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Joe is in southern Ontario. I am in northern Ontario as we do our recordings every week. Oh. So I don't know what Joe has been watching or how he's been getting his media. Mm-hmm. Things are very different up there where Carl is. Uh, you have, what, two or three feet of snow? And over here, I still have green grass in my backyard, just saying. Two or three, we're looking at about <laughs> five or six right now. I have green grass in my backyard. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> now, not to kind of, not to kind of jab you there, but uh, uh, I mean, it is a little on the cool side here today. I know we're getting outside of wrestling topics, but I mean, Southern Ontario uh, this winter. I mean, it's just it's been crazy. We we had a little bit of a cold spell, but I mean, the other day it was in double digits temperature wise down here. So. Um, I'm not missing the snow. Let's just put it that way, folks. (laughs) Okay. Going to some more WWE stuff here. This will be interesting. Last week, um, if you caught last week's podcast, you saw the name of the episode, New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom setting the tone for 2020. And I think that they definitely did that with the two-night show that they did there, plus Dash uh, the night after as well. So technically it was a three-day event that they put on there. Yeah. Is WrestleMania going to live up or is it going to be totally outshined by Wrestle Kingdom? I mean, it's happening, I guess it's going to be in April, so it's a few months afterwards. But, I mean, Wrestle Kingdom set the bar very, very high here, Carl. And WrestleMania, we're coming up in April. Uh, I know it's mid-January now. We're still not building at all for WrestleMania. It's going to be one of these things where maybe it'll be like a week or two before before they even start building any of this. 
It could very well be that they're going to wait as they have done with a few of the pay-per-views in the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. But I think what we're going to be seeing right now, we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, in a bit, but we're going to probably see more hype for the Royal Rumble happening. And then after the Rumble is when we're going to really start to see the build towards WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. which normally happens. And I hope that it does continue to happen that way because I, I frankly, I do not want to see two weeks before WrestleMania. And then we're crammed and everything is shoved into our faces for WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Build it up for me, please. I will go on record right now when it comes to WrestleMania this year. I think what's going to very well happen, and I'm there's been little hints at this with certain person uh, people and whatnot. I think it's going to be a very legend heavy WrestleMania this year. I mean, we've seen stuff possibly with John Cena happening. He said uh, that he's agreed to do something in WrestleMania. There's this possible thing with Edge. There's we're going to have Hogan and them at uh, the Hall of Fame. Uh, I I see it being a very legend heavy WrestleMania this year, Carl. I kind of get the exact same feeling. Now, I mean, this is this really isn't something that's out of the ordinary, though, when it comes to WrestleMania. No. They're always trying to find that uh, past star to come in and really boost the ratings, so to speak, for WrestleMania, mm-hmm. um, which is really unfortunate. I mean, you have stars that you have in the company already build upon them and get people excited about them as opposed to getting excited about somebody from the past or several people from the past. If you're going to include one person that's I'm cool with that include one nostalgic person to kind of bring back those people that are, you know, hating on the product and not very invested in it, but still love the old school Bring in one name. I think that's really all that you need. But to bring in several, I think just oversaturates it and really takes away from the stars that you have now and that you're trying to build. I agree. And it's one of these things where time will tell. Uh, Cena, like I said, all but confirmed. Um, Hogan and the NWO were going to be there because they're being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Possibly something with Undertaker. I, like I said, I predict that there's going to be a lot of legends here. And like you had said, it's an attempt to, to boost the interest with this. And I would be okay with that if they start a little bit early, start building up the anticipation instead of leaving it to those last couple weeks before. Because it, it just gets been the ongoing theme with the WWE stuff. We're just not invested in these storylines and these happenings and these going on because there's just not enough time to get invested in it. That's right. There definitely is not. I mean, that is not enough time to emotionally become invested in that program that's happening with only a couple of weeks to go. Um, I know that that kind of kind of builds a little bit more excitement very close to the actual show itself. Mm -hmm. But I mean, build it up. And then if you want to start throwing a whole bunch of stuff revolving around what you've already built up. Cool. That's awesome because then that's going to get people a little bit more excited for the actual show itself. But to just throw everything with no buildup right at the end, I think is going to be detrimental. Yep. Again, time will tell. And I I hope that WrestleMania is good this year, but my expectations are, are very, very low at this point. 
when we, I know I tend to kind of harp on this, but when we go back to the, I guess, quote unquote, the good old days of WWE and WWF, these WrestleMania builds used to go on for months here, Carl. And like or love the, the characters, they, they really kind of invested a lot of time and really built up the anticipation. And that's just not there anymore. You're right. I mean, it goes back to what I said earlier, right after the Royal Rumble is when they really started to build everything. So you had a couple of months there after the Royal Rumble. You teased things at the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. And then you had the Royal Rumble match, which, you know, led to the winner getting a championship opportunity at WrestleMania. So then you had that to build on as well. And then you had side things to build off of from the Royal Rumble. And that's what they have to continue to do. Absolutely. Yep, something we'll keep an eye on, and uh, hopefully maybe they'll change their tune a little bit, especially if they're going to get these legends involved. I think you you build up over a longer period of time, but we'll see if they decide to go that way or not. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kind of in the same vein here, Carl, we're looking at Edge. I've seen a lot of conflicting information about this. Uh, Apparently he has signed some kind of deal with WWE, whether it's an in-ring contract, whether it's in some other role. It's very, very unclear. I haven't seen a definitive kind of post or information about this it's largely speculation at this point um for myself i i'm cool with him being involved in the company when it comes to maybe like a production role or maybe in some type of coaching role but getting back in that ring given the nature of his injury that ended his career i would strongly advise not to do so Well, I mean, I'm no medical professional, but if a medical professional has gone and said you have rehabbed enough and you were able to go out there and continue to do it, then I'm okay with it. I mean, I was always a fan of Edge. Me too. Like the work that he did. But, I mean, like you said, the injury that he got that ended his career, is that really something that you come back from? Yeah, I mean, it was essentially, it was a spear, and I can't remember who he gave it to. And just the way, I, I think his head almost kind of hit the floor of the mat, and that's where uh, it happened. I mean, a neck injury is something that's very, very serious. And some people can bounce back and recover from it, and some not so much. I mean, and he's not really a spring chicken anymore. You're right, he definitely is not. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, I just wonder if it's worth risking his health and safety for a possible cheap pop or, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a cheap pop because I know he would get, get a good reaction mm-hmm. having a match, but I mean, just health wise and just physical wise, I mean, I'm, I'm worried that that would really go bad. Again, I come back to, you have a plethora of people in your company. Yeah. Why do you need to lay your support on someone who was injured? And someone who, you know, had to rehab and someone whose career was just about, you know, completely over, whose life was just about completely over. Why do you need to rely on getting these people to come and do things Mm -hmm. when you have the stars? Use them, build them properly. If this person, namely Edge, is somebody that you're looking at going, wow, he would make an amazing superstar like he was you no, know, don't do that. Take him to the performance center. Let him work with Shawn Michaels down there. Let him go through and build these new stars as opposed to bringing him back in as a star to overshadow the talent that you already have. 
That's a, that's a big thing with me is stop yeah. doing that. Yep, yeah. it's something WWE is so guilty of. I mean, we mentioned it before that I don't think it's so much that WWE doesn't know how to build stars anymore. I think they're they're actively choosing not to. Because, as I'd mentioned before, this is going back several weeks now, that they want to have these guys to be interchangeable parts when somebody gets injured or, or falls. That's somebody they can just usher, they can just push that other person into that role. So everybody's just a another kind of uh, gear in the wheel or like however you want to kind of word it. They, they, they want to have everybody be interchangeable. They don't want anybody to really stand out. And that's very telling of the WWE product these days. You're definitely right on that aspect it definitely is um i i don't like it personally i really don't i mean you take a look through throughout the echelon of the wwe and wwf coming up and i i think back to the days of like hulk hogan you know hulk hogan was the guy but when he got injured and he was gone for a little bit somebody else was in that role. Exactly. There was another person that was stepped up and put into that position and ran with it. Same thing with like Shawn Michaels when he lost his smile. <laughs> yeah. Someone else was there to be able to step up and take that role. So it's it's not as though you can't have more than one quote unquote superstar on your show. Yep. You definitely can. You know, you have three or four of them. And then you've got your interchangeable right there. And the people are the ones that are going to tell you who those superstars are. Definitely they are. Mm -hmm. Just by the way that they are cheering or booing or whatever for these people. The amount of t-shirt sales that they're doing. The amount of, you know, uh, Google uh, lookups that they're doing. You know, all of this different stuff is going to very well tell you who those people are. And then you just need to use them when the other one gets injured. That's all you got to do. Yep. It's n- it, it it sounds simple, and I'm sure it probably is not, but it sounds like super easy. Yeah. So going from that uh, to some more WWE stuff and positive WWE stuff here, and speaking of stars, I think that um, this particular talent definitely could be that, and it's a very interesting one. And we're talking about Mercedes Martinez. Um, a few things about her: she is um, a, a pretty rare thing uh, in the business when somebody. Um, the rest her name, they actually go by their own personal name. Her actual name is Mercedes Martinez. That is her actual name. Uh, most people tend to come up with some kind of gimmick name or whatnot, but, uh, she has stayed with that name. She's been around for a long time, Carl. I think a lot of people aren't aware of this. She made her debut in 2000. So she's going on 20 years of experience in the industry. And you just have to look at the stuff she's done. She's worked in Shimmer. She's worked in Ring of Honor. She's worked in the WWE before as part of the Mae Young Classic in 2017. She even appeared in the Casino Battle Royale for AEW. So this is actually, if I'm correct here, this is the first talent that WWE has kind of sniped away from AEW. A, I was going to say a bit of a ball drop for me. They should have held on to her because she is a extremely good talent. If you haven't had a chance to watch a Mercedes Martinez match, go find some way. She is excellent. She definitely is. And that's where the 20 years of experience mm-hmm. comes in and shines through. Uh, you, you like really painted a picture there of the, you know, different companies that she's worked for. And I mean, she's worked the independent scene as well for, you know, a very long time. Um, Very deserving of what she's getting. And I mean, I think that this is a huge, huge 
signing for them for the women's division. Yeah. Uh, key player definitely can be right up there with the likes of the Becky Lynch's and the Charlotte's uh, of today who are the stars mm-hmm. in the female division. So I think she can go toe to toe with any of them and she can really make that top spot. Where does she go? NXT or main roster, Carl? I think first NXT. They're definitely going to throw her to NXT first and and, uh, uh, just kind of let her get used to the WWE way of working. Um, It's very different Mm -hmm. going from like a Ring of Honor or, you know, Impact Wrestling or even a Shimmer or a Shine or any of those other companies out there. Going to the WWE, it is a very different animal. They do things very differently. Um, And I think that she throwing her down into NXT first and letting her get accustomed to the WWE way of life is the better way to do it before throwing her right to the main. I agree. NXT is the right place for her to start, and I think you keep her. Just when you when you look at her accomplishments and the places that she worked at, uh, she fits the the mold for NXT perfectly. Now she she has, when it comes to to women professional wrestlers, she has that rare combination of having the looks and the ability. There there are a lot of ones out there. Uh, I'm not naming anybody particularly that they, they tend to kind of have. They're a little heavy on one side. They either they're either they really, really have that look, but don't quite have the in-ring talent and then vice versa. <laughs> Lana. <laughs> and then you have somebody like like Mercedes Martinez where she's right dead smack there in the middle. She she has the look and she has the ability to go along with it. So, yeah. And just given the other companies that she's worked for, NXT is the perfect fit. Uh, the main roster, I think that this is going to sound very cliche to say because everybody says it. She, I don't think she would be properly used there. And I hate using that expression, but with her, I really think that that would be the case. Let's change that up a little bit then. I think that she would get lost in translation Mm -hmm. on the main roster. That's a good way to put it. Going to another signing, Carl. This one is very interesting. And I will say right off the bat, um, just again, in the sake of transparency, um, I have not seen this actually confirmed with uh, the main source, which is we're talking Ring of Honor, we're talking Marty Skrull. Now, looking through all the information from Ring of Honor, I, I don't see this confirmed on their website at all. He's not even uh, listed in the active uh, list of active wrestlers for the company. So from everything that I've been seeing, it looks like it's confirmed. But right directly from Ring of Honor, I have on their website, everything, there's no information about it. So just, just uh, to let everybody know, that I don't think that it's 100%. I think it's, it's very, very close, and the deal may be done, but I haven't seen confirmation from the actual source yet. I haven't seen from Ring of Honor uh, either, but I am seeing it from kind of some notable mm-hmm. and reputable um, websites out there. Um, letting us know pretty much, and, and we're going to put it out there for you just so that you guys kind of know what everyone else is kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty Skrull re-signs with Ring of Honor, and he actually takes on a little bit more of a role mm-hmm. inside the company, uh, becoming the head booker as well. So not only um, active competition, 
but in the role of head booker for the promotion as well. So that's what's being thrown out there right now. Um, again, as as Big Joe has mentioned, uh, we haven't seen anything from Ring of Honor mm-hmm. on this yet, but it is something that we are going to continue to watch and uh, take a look at. So, and I mean, Joe, you had talked about, um, you know, Marty Skrull not even being on the Ring of Honor website. Yep. I'm on the Ring of Honor website right now, okay. and he is actually listed there. Okay. Um, they have a, a section to, you know, buy the merchandise. Um, they have, you know, like a write-up on him going in there. Um, nothing saying that he has resigned or that, uh, you know, anything about 2020 right now. Yeah. Um, just kind of, you know, hometown Cambridge, Great Britain, debuted 2005, height, weight, yeah. um, and just a little little write-up mm-hmm. on things that he'd done in 2016, 2017, uh, Bullet Club being the elite YouTube series. Um, and that's really about all that's on their website right now. So, okay. yeah, as we get more info on this we'll put it out there to everybody on our social media pages at tb talk pod yeah i just went on there and yeah he has popped up there now so uh he wasn't there uh when before we started recording so this has literally just happened uh he's right there between mark haskins and matt taven he was uh, that spot was he wasn't there just a few minutes ago Okay. So well, this is just happening as we're recording. Apparently, <laughs> there we go. So, the uh, ever-changing world of professional wrestling, at yeah. its finest, being shown to you guys yeah. right now. I mean, even our own uh, Michael Jargo, I believe that they more or less kind of confirmed this on their episode as well. I, I'm just trying to cover my butt, uh, just saying that I didn't see it for sure. Um, what I find very interesting with this was the booking aspect of it too. That I, I don't think anybody called or saw that happening. And Ring of Honor, I, I honestly thought that was the last place that he was going to go back to. Uh, I've also seen that they have offered him, again, this is purely speculation, just letting everybody know that they have offered him the equal of WWE main roster talent money to stay. Wow. So, yeah, I have not seen that, but um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I take I hundred percent take your word for it. <laughs> um, that's big bucks. We're talking in the, in the uh, I would say in the single millions uh, range when it comes to that. That's what a um, upper level main roster talent would get. So yeah, I mean, you I guess you can't blame him for staying, and if he has some control now, creative wise, we'll see what happens. Maybe it can be um, a good turn for Ring of Honor because their creative and their um, storylines have been awful lately. So this could be a good thing. We'll see how Marty can do as a booker. I'm optimistic. I am too. All right, Carl, let's go to our match of the week segment here. Mine is really going to surprise you uh, this week, but uh, I'm going to let you go first and I'll drop my bomb after you drop yours. Um, no, you go first this week, please. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've got me very intrigued now and I'm sure the listeners are too. You go first. (laughs) Okay. I won't let the suspense build any longer. Well, just a little bit as I say it. Uh, mine comes from all elite wrestling dynamite this past week. And my favorite match of the week is the six man tag match between Jurassic Express, which is Marty, sorry, which is Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Little Marco Stunt versus the Best Friends, which now includes um, Orange Cassidy as well. Uh, That was my favorite match of the week here, Carl. I I was thoroughly entertained in this match. It wasn't a long match, 
but it was one of those ones where they, they did some fun stuff in there. Even Orange Cassidy getting to, to do stuff. I know our listeners are pretty divided on him. I've always been a, a fan of his. There was a little bit of everything in this match. It was, a, it was a good, fun match, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I am surprised. I definitely am. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a bombshell and a half. Yeah. Wow. I, I'd Considering really... I know how much you were not a fan yeah. of these usual nope. six-man tag matches. Nope. The props to them. Yep, they did, they did some fun spots there. I was uh, I was thoroughly uh, happy with that match. Mine is not a six man tag match, but mine does come from Dynamite as well. And uh, we are looking at Private Party hmm. versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Uh, just a story really being told here and not even including private party in this. I'm talking the story with hangman page and this whole, um, being the elite and, and whole storyline that's going on with this right now. And it was very, um, I don't want to say weird, but it, it just felt weird seeing hangman and Kenny Omega in the ring together again. Yeah. Um, but like getting along right now, and working so good together, especially when you've got this whole story with Hangman Page kind of wanting to take a step back from all of them, mm-hmm. kind of build on his own and uh, kind of like not even acknowledging that there's even the elite there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we've seen um, different broadcasts that have happened where, you know, they've invited him to the ring. Yeah, come on, come celebrate with us. And he just kind of, nope. you know, kind of pushes it aside. But um, I don't know what's really going on here with this, but I'm 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 excited about it. I'm happy about it. And I want to see more of what's going to happen with Hangman Page right now. Um, that was just a, a story within the match that happened. And I was just super happy with it. And the match itself as well yeah. was just so good. I mean, we're talking private party. Um, those guys, nothing wrong with them. I think the only issue I have, um, Isaiah Cassidy yeah, and his screaming. <laughs> I picked up on that too. That that's always been part of his gimmick. So. I know, and I hate it. I hate, 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 and hate is a strong word, and I hate that. Like, oh, it just irks me every time I hear it. But (laughs) talent-wise, the guys can go. Let me Uh, propose. very happy about that. Let me propose something to you here when it comes to this. Do you hate that? Or do you hate the uh, our wacky, waving, flailing, inflatable arm tube man referee there? Which do you do you hate more? It's an equal. <laughs> um, I would say I, I definitely don't like the referee stuff more. I, I can I can deal with one little kind of little scream there, but but uh, yeah, just saying. Yeah, if there's just one, yeah. okay, whatever. He just but does it, it once. Happened several times during that broadcast, and I'm yeah. like. No, just no. don't. He typically only does it once a match. So maybe there's somebody in the crowd mimicking him, if that's maybe the case. Oh, no, no, no. There no. definitely was not somebody mimicking okay. him. He, It was him. Okay. Oh, yeah, it definitely was him. Well, it's going to be interesting, uh, just a thing additional with the EW Demi, before we kind of get to some breaking news before our uh, show stopper seven, because we do have a fair amount of breaking news I want to get to. Um, next week they're doing this bash on the beach thing, which I think is going to be pretty cool. Uh, the logo looks very Miami vice ish, which, um, 
it has me kind of uh, marking out, so to speak, because I'm I'm a big fan of the that '80s TV show. I'm really hoping that they go for like this whole '80s Miami type of thing when they, when they do the show. I mean, even even have some of the guys like maybe the Young Bucks and even to have them come like dressed out like the Miami Vice guys. That would be really really cool. Even do like some '80s stuff. They could really go uh, and have some fun with this. And that's what I'm hoping that they do. And one match that I'm particularly looking forward to. Uh, they've been building this up with uh, between MJF and DDP. There's going to be a six-man tag match here. We're going to have MJF with the Butcher and the Blade versus QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes, and DDP. I am super excited for that. I think, though, that what we're really going to see is just a couple of... uh, you know, quick spots from DDP. I think we're going to see some diamond cutters and that might be about it. I don't think that we're really going to see him go in there and uh, tussle it up and take too many bumps. Um, QT Marshall and Dustin, both of them can take all of the bumps that are needed. Um, So I think we're, it's just going to be a, a cheap pop for DDP uh, getting in a couple of diamond cutters in there. Um, and I, I think that that might be about it that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. I hope not mm-hmm. because I was always a fan of DDP as well. So I'm really hoping that we get to see a little bit more from him. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to have to watch this and find out, but I'm excited about that too. Uh, I just uh, double check in the market. It's actually happening in Miami. And like I said, the logo, yep. the logo is the, so I, I, I you, you know me, Carl. I'm a I'm an '80s fan, so they could really kind of go out with this with with DDP. I think that he is a rare exception because with the DDP yoga and whatnot, we know that he stays in really, really, really good shape. I think if there's anybody out there in that age bracket that could possibly still hang in there, it's him. I I would have to agree. Yeah, because I mean, even when you look at DDP's career, I mean, even when he started in the business, he was what he was maybe in his 30s. He started at a very old age. Yep. So I mean. We'll just have to wait and see, but I mean, I I think that he's probably still in better shape than most guys his age. <laughs> yeah, definitely is. Now, when is that show happening? Next week. What is the date that that show is oh, happening? Um, it's Dynamite. So is that the Saturday? Uh, I believe it. Well, it's going to be the episode of Dynamite, so it's going to be on the fifteenth. Oh, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Wait a second. As far as I know, that's when it's going to be. Okay, yes, 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 yes. So that will be the 15th. That's correct. Yes, because, um, ladies and gentlemen, this will be the last time that you guys will hear my voice for about two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Putting it out there, uh, yes, you are correct. It is happening on the 15th. Um, Come the 19th, the wife and I will be away And we will be on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Part de number two. We will be on that. And hopefully we will be able to get some decent seats or spots to be able to watch the taping of Dynamite that is Mm -hmm. going to be happening when we are docked at Nassau, Bahamas. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can get to get get to a, an area where we can be on TV. That would be super cool as well. 
but yeah, this will be the last time for about two weeks um, because we're going to be gone. We're on this ra- rock and wrestling rager. Uh, we leave from Miami. We get back to Miami. Then we're going over to Orlando. We're doing some stuff over there as well. Mm-hmm. So big things right now happening for Carl Carafel and uh, hopefully some bigger things for the podcast as well can come of this. I will be trying to promote as much of it as I possibly can with the stars that are going to be there. Um, if you guys are interested in who's going to be there, check out ChrisJerichoCruise.com and uh, you can see the entire lineup from there. But yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Miami um, this Wednesday live for Dynamite. And then the next dynamite that happens uh, is going to be a taped one from the ship, from the Norwegian cruise ship docked at Nassau, Bahamas. So that gives everybody a little bit of something exciting to look forward to. You're going to be able to see uh, the show that happens from the cruise ship. They did it last year as well, Mm -hmm. and they're going to be doing it this year too. So interesting. Yeah, when you look at the the list of people that are going to be there, I can't believe I'm going to use this word here, Carl, but it's a pretty redonkulous looking list. <laughs> I mean, just right? a, you have a you have a who's who of former legends and plus current talent with AEW. I mean, it's a there's some pretty elite company on that cruise ship. Let's just put it that way. Pun Rick Flair is going to be there. Scott Hall is going to be there. DDP is oh. going to be there. Booker T, Charmel, uh, Vicky Guerrero. Shaw Guerrero, um, Chavo Guerrero is, yep. is supposed to be there as well. X-Pac is going to be there. Hmm. Um, and, and the stars from all elite wrestling, we're talking Cody, we're talking the young bucks, we're talking, you know, Hangman. we're talking Kenny Omega, all of these guys, um, private party is going to be there as well. Um, it's, it's, it's like a who's who yeah. of professional wrestling. That's going to be on this, uh, cruise ship and, and, I have the luxury of being able to to, to go on it this year, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited. This is this is heaven. Did you say that uh, Nash was going to be there as well? I did not mention okay. Nash because he originally was. he was supposed yeah. to be there, but Kevin Nash is actually has uh, uh, contractual agreements for a movie right. that he is going to be filming okay. at that time. So he is now not able to be on the cruise. Um, That was announced, I believe, a week, two weeks ago that he will not be on the cruise ship. Um, I don't know if they've removed him or not yet from the website, but uh, Kevin Nash, unfortunately, will not be there. Then the the other one that stands out to me then is X Pac, believe it or not, because he is going to be part of this WWE Hall of Fame uh, thing, WrestleMania weekend. So I'm wondering if he's going to be allowed to appear on television um when that's taped i'm gonna say probably not i i'm thinking probably not as well yeah. he uh xbox is more there or sean waltman whatever you want to say um he's more there for uh like the meet and greets and he has his own yeah. podcast as well and mm-hmm. he's going to be recording a live version of that podcast on the cruise ship um so yeah like ddp is going to be there too he's doing some yoga during the mornings um and probably something that the wife and I are really looking forward to, and we hope that we can get a good seat for this as well, is we are going to see some comedy mm-hmm. from Jake the Snake Roberts. Nice. That's going to be cool. 
Yes, his comedy show, he is going to be giving it to the fans that are on the cruise ship. So that, that'll be very cool. I know that the wife is a fan of Jake the Snake Roberts and any story that he tells, he just so eloquently tells stories and uh, she's a big fan of his storytelling. So it'll be super awesome to see that. Yeah, that was uh, Jake doing some comedy. Who knows, maybe even if you want to really go with some comedy, maybe Orange Cassidy will crash the party and have some fun with Jake the Snake Roberts. Boo. <laughs> no. It could happen. Never say never. Okay, Carl, let's get to some breaking news before we do our showstopper segment. I, I think uh, the main one to mention, we're out the, the, um, we're out the hop here, that has this Mark Tard mania running wild here. Tessa Blanchard winning the TNA World Heavyweight Championship at Hard to Kill. Um this is going to spill over into our showstopper segment as well. Um, this is the type of thing where I'm just, I'm glad I'm not on social media that much anymore because, oh boy, this is just getting stupid. <laughs> it is getting very <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, you've got people out there that are praising it and saying, you know, this is, this is a good thing. Why not? It, we're, we're living in 2020 right now. What's the problem with this? I don't see yeah. one. And then you've got the other side of the coin where people are going, Oh, this is the end. This is, you know, sacrilegious. You can't be doing this. How could they allow a woman to get the main world champion to come on? Right. Like this this is what people this you know. Joe? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I'm to- Tessa Blanchard winning this championship. I'm totally cool with it, man, especially in, in the, um, the impact uh, context there. It works. Uh, I mean, she's been busting her ass off there, so I, th- I think she's honestly earned it. I mean, if you flip that over to the WWE thing, I mean, then we're, we're it's like comparing apples to oranges. I, I think that that's something. Exactly. Right? Um, so it's not like it's like Becky Lynch winning the, the WWE championship. I mean, from Brock Lesnar or something that would, that would be completely ridiculous. Even you can't even suspend disbelief for something like that to happen with this right. versus Sam or this versus Sammy Callahan. It makes sense. They built it up over time. I get it. Um, looking at the other flip side of the coin, some of the hate. I mean, if you believe some of the press that's been kind of going on lately, I, I guess maybe I could see some people's, um, dislike for this because apparently I'm not going to mention exactly what it is but apparently she's gotten some negative press over something again it's not confirmed so I don't even really want to say what it is um, so maybe some people are hating on her because of that I mean just it's really a kind of a cesspool that this has turned into and just unnecessarily so I'm cool with her winning the uh, the Impact World Championship I am as well. I mean, like you said, they've built this up for so long. They have had Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard in intergender matches, whether it's tag, whether it's singles. They've had this going on for months now. And I mean, just for it to all culminate, I mean, years ago, we had China mm-hmm. winning the Intercontinental Championship. Yep. Why is this any different now in 2020 than it was when China won the one, you know, and I understand it wasn't their main championship, yep. but it was their secondary. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, would people have been okay? Had this been, you know, the X division championship that he won, that she won probably right. Yeah. Like, but why? Yeah. Right. That's what I say. But why? A championship is a championship. I understand you've got your your main championship and you've got your you know secondary championship, but you're all fighting as hard as you possibly can in that ring to win that championship, no matter what championship it is. 
Why is this any different? This is how I'm looking at it here, Carl. Let's figure this out here. When it comes to impact, can we agree that they are struggling as a company right now? Yes. So if you're struggling, why would you not then put your, your main championship on probably your literally your most over talent in Tessa Blanchard? There you go. I don't know. Why wouldn't you? Right? What's better for your company, especially if you're struggling, to put your, your main title on your most popular talent? That's going to help you. To me, it, it just it's something that makes sense. It's, it's an attempt to try and rejuvenate interest and, and whatnot. I get it. You know, especially, like I said, that this company is struggling right now. And this is kind of a power move, I think, to try and, and fix that. And I will say, though, if this doesn't work, then we got big problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, considering all the negative press that's coming out on Tessa Blanchard right now, it's it's going to be very hard to tell. It's yeah. going to we're going to have to sit back and wait and see what happens with all of this and this championship that she has now won. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that she won it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. Like it's it. Why not? We're living in the age of 2020. Like, why can't we do this with, with a female talent? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's able to be done. It was done years ago in the WWE. Why can't it be done now? And it has been done and there's nothing that anybody can do about it. It's been done. Roll with it. Mm -hmm. If you're unhappy with it, don't watch her when she's on the television. There you go. If you're happy with it, watch her when she's on the television. That's all you got to do. No, I agree 100%. Um, something else I want to make a brief mention on is this whole Brian Cage situation. Now, I can't give any definites or whatnot because, I mean, just the um, the sources and the information I'm seeing about this is just it's, it's really kind of dodgy. The only thing that I will say is that there was a, um, a tweet uh, put out by his wife, Melissa Santos, and um, all it says is, really, how can you confirm something that isn't true? I'm his wife, and I can confirm, confirm is in all capital letters, he hasn't signed on any dotted line. Now, the only stuff that, that I've kind of seen about this, again, I, I can't say that this is 100% for certain. The only thing that I have seen about this is that supposedly the that, that this is a deal that did or is on the verge of happening, and it was supposed to have been kind of kept under wraps, but the information got spilled out, so it got... Somebody spilled their guts before they were supposed to about this because there was supposed to be a surprise. He was supposed to make a surprise entrance. Uh, I believe it was on the Jericho cruise. And now apparently th- that's been kind of ruined. Um, so th- this whole thing, it's again, it's one of these things where it's a combination of too much stuff on social media happening in the wrong way and just the Mark Tard uh, mania going on with this thing. It's a combination of all these things going on. Getting a little off topic from from professional wrestling, but this happens absolutely everywhere oh, yeah. where information gets leaked. I mean, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, <laughs> right? Yeah. All of that kerfuffle yeah. was leaked out early by them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was all put out there early as well. And uh, people ran with it. Oh, yeah. And just as <laughs> they've done with this uh, yeah. Brian Cage news as well, a uh, little piece of info came out and people have ran with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, is this actually something that 
is happening or was supposed to happen. And now Melissa Santos is kind of trying to do a little bit of kayfabe damage control. Very likely. Um, or is there legitimacy to Melissa saying he hasn't signed anything? Yeah. Um, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to continue to watch this as well. And uh, as we learn more info about this, definitely we're going to let you guys know, too. I'll, I'll reserve making a 100% statement when I either see something from All Elite Wrestling directly or when I see him on television with AEW. Then we'll know it's a done deal. That's right. Right. So uh, otherwise, it's all purely speculation and hearsay at this point. <laughs> so something that isn't uh, speculation or hearsay, uh, we do have a couple of unfortunate pieces of news to, to drop to you people. Um, I guess the first one would be Ellie Park, Carl. Yes, um, succumbing to injuries, I guess you could say, uh, from working a match yep. uh, in late 2019, uh, not really fully recovering from it, and and has unfortunately passed away. This is a uh, was a very big hit to a lot of people. Um, it, it, La, La Parca Two, um, so not the original, but La Parca Two. Um, is is who we're talking about right now and just a huge hit to the world of professional wrestling and i mean i don't want to throw any negative shade onto anything at all but mm -hmm. yeah i mean we have to break this stuff to you right and it's uh it's unfortunate that we have to but yeah we've lost another legend yeah. in the world of professional wrestling yeah I mean, he was in WCW, and um, I mean, we covered the story too when he did this independent show and did that dive out to the ring, and the other wrestler from either just inattentiveness or lack of training uh, completely missed the spot. I mean, he had basically dived into the barricade there and, yeah, never recovered from that injury, so very, very unfortunate. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, he was very, very talented and had a very unique uh, character, which, I mean, in the world of professional wrestling today, it's so hard to stand out with a character or gimmick because there's so many things that are very similar and he had a very unique look. So, I mean, yes. he'll, he'll be very much uh, missed um, when it comes to <laughs> to the wrestling world. Uh, another one is a, a little bit obscure, I, I think, for a lot of people, but, I mean, the really kind of diehard fans will, will know this person here. Now, his character name was Kendo Nagasaki. His actual name was uh, Kazu Sakurada, is what we're talking about. He... Uh, has also passed away at the age of uh, 71 years old. He was somebody who was in the business for a long time. Yes, another one of those famous Japanese wrestlers that seemed to go on forever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, another amazing talent. I mean, if you guys have not seen anything from him, there's stuff out there on YouTube. Go and take a look. Another great talent and another unfortunate loss. Very notable with him, uh, he had a, a significant run in Stampede Wrestling in Canada, which is very interesting. And I believe he even uh, did some training and helped do some training with Stu Hart in the dungeon there in uh, in Calgary. So, yeah, he had some stuff here uh, going on in Canada, which is uh, very, very cool. Yes. All right, Carl. Well, I guess that's about it for our breaking news. I'm not really seeing much else when it comes to that. Um, I've got one for us. Okay. Let's do now, it. this was not necessarily really breaking, uh, you know, as of right now, but I want to get your thoughts super quick okay. on this 
piece of news that happened, I believe it was last week, where Paul Heyman comes out to the ring with Brock Lesnar and announces mm. that Brock Lesnar is taking the number one spot for the Royal Rumble. Give me your thoughts on that. It's very, very confusing. I, I if Unless you're going to be defending the title in the match, what the hell are you doing? Right? <laughs> that's That's what I'm thinking, too. Now I th- I thought for sure that Paul Heyman was going to announce that you know Brock Lesnar is the beast incarnate, yeah. and to prove that once again to everybody that he's going to put the title on the line and be number one. Yeah. I thought that's what was going to happen. Um, it could still very well be like there could mm-hmm. still very well be another announcement that comes that's saying that that's what's going to happen, but. Yeah. Very odd that you're going to put your champion into the Royal Rumble, especially when the Royal Rumble is known for the winner gets the championship opportunity. How I kind of can see this unfolding of where they can solve it just here is, yeah, he's starting number one. And what you could do here now, because I've spent some time thinking about this, is that you have him basically just run rough shot. I mean, he eliminates everybody, okay? And then a 31st person comes out and then challenges him for the title. The only issue with that then is, is then you've completely buried the concept of the Royal Rumble at that point. So exactly. it can somewhat salvage it, but at the same time, it's just, it's, Oh, like it's uh, it's a, it's a very risky thing to do. I, I, and I could see them doing it too. Yeah, I definitely, I could see them doing it too. Yeah. yeah. Just a matter of who that mystery person could be. Is it somebody making a debut or is it a, uh, is it a legend or is it Edge? Oh Jesus! Yeah. Could you imagine Edge? Yeah, I mean he would get quite the pop. I, mean, I don't think you put the title on him. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. So, that I could see that being yeah. a situation where or, you know the the championship is not on the line within the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, but this is their build up. Then yeah. um, I don't want to say it, but I I have kind of seen some stuff out there that possibly Tyson Fury. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I've seen a possible Tyson oh, Fury no. versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania for the championship. Um, so God. could they kind of do something like that? And maybe Tyson Fury be that 31st person or even the 29th yeah. person or the 30th person. Jesus. And then, you know, he eliminates Brock Lesnar, which then builds to the WrestleMania. That would, I could just imagine the backlash from that. I mean, if you were to have Tyson Fury go over everybody else involved in a Royal Rumble, you would see some major backlash from not only Mark Tardmania, but I mean, just people like myself, um, especially because I mean, I'm such a fan, <coughs> excuse me, of the Royal Rumble and just the Battle Royal style match and our own Rick, uh, victory as well is a, a big mark for that style of match. It, Dude, if, if they put Tyson Fury over everybody else, be prepared for some backlash in multiple forms. I'm talking social media. I'm talking people that are going to want out of the company. Uh, it's just going to be, especially now, we're in a really delicate time for WWE. Oh, if they screw this up somehow, oh, boy, it's not going to be good. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, man. And then, oh, it just then it crosses over to WrestleMania. Oh, boy, they, they could really, really... Uh, Screw this up. I, I, I hope that, oh, I don't know. I'm worried. Yeah, just breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> it's I my, understand. It's my favorite I'm match. I'm just throwing out there the speculations <laughs> that have been thrown out there <sighs> as of now. 
Um, I mean, you never say never in the world of professional wrestling. That could yeah. change right now. It could. That could change it in could. an hour. That could change tomorrow. That could change it any time. That could change yep. two minutes before he's supposed to go out yep. to the ring. That could change it any time. Yeah. But that's speculations that I'm seeing right now. Hey, maybe Cage will show up. And yeah, he signed with WWE instead. And he's the one that takes up Brock Lesnar. That there I, we go. That I can maybe get behind. Um, Me too. But I mean, uh, maybe, I mean, well, we've talked to him before, so maybe you could say that uh, we're a little biased there. But uh, yeah, I, I could uh, I could get behind a Brian Cage, Brock Lesnar uh, program. Yeah, I could too. Okay, Carl, before we uh, talk ourselves into getting really pissed off about the situation, let us take a brief break here. We're going to come back with our Showstopper segment, and this is going to be an interesting topic, I think. And this is going to revolve around us doing a wrestling podcast every week and uh, kind of the ups and downs that can happen. So we'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Collar and Evil. Visit CollarandEvil.com where you can get an additional 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, including this week's featured item, the Mirror Pullover Hoodie. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, ladies and gentlemen, at our favorite time of the podcast. We are at our show stopper segment. Yes, uh, an interesting one this week here, Carl, and, and we're talking the ups and downs of doing a wrestling podcast every week. Um, I'll start off with myself here, and just in the sake of transparency again here, if you're somebody who follows me on, on social media, you'll notice that in the last couple weeks or so that I've kind of made myself scarce on uh, specifically on Facebook because, as we had mentioned in uh, the episode here as well, we're talking Mark Tards here, Carl. And this is the main reason why I've kind of made myself scarce on there. Just the the level of stupidity that is going on here with quote-unquote wrestling fans that think that they know stuff and whatnot. It, just, it, it got to the point where I just had to walk away from it because it was getting me heated. It was getting me in trouble in some cases. And I made the conscious decision to just keep my opinions and whatnot to, to what we do here on the podcast. Cause a lot of times trying to argue with these people, I had mentioned before that you can get caught up into really stupid arguments with these people for a long period of time. And then after it's all said and done, all you manage to do is waste your time and possibly the other person's time. So it's something that I had to distance myself from it. And it's very hard in on social media because I mean, everybody has an opinion. Yep. And I mean, whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it, everybody's got that opinion. And uh, I mean, it's very easy to get into a debate with somebody yeah. over social media. And it's a lot easier because you you don't see them. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't matter because, yeah, you're not you're not seeing this person face to face. It's not like, you know, you say something and they're going to, you know, reach through the computer screen and punch you in the face <laughs> yeah, as yeah. they could in real life. Yeah. Right. So it is a lot easier on social media to kind of do that. But then again, it takes away from from what we are trying to do and what we're trying to build and um, the the happiness and the joy of doing the podcast that we're trying to do, because we've got all this negativity that's out there. So if we just kind of don't talk about it with these other people online you know, it kind of saves it for us to do here. And then if somebody wants to put onto our social media pages, you know, their thoughts, we're mm-hmm. cool with that. Yep. 
not saying that we're going to agree, not saying we're going to disagree. We're not going to argue, but everybody's entitled to their thoughts and opinions. And if you want to share those with us, we're more than happy to read through them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's easier for us to be able to do it in this type of a setting for us to, you know, get our grievances out and for us to between two people who have, I mean, I'm 38 years old people. Yep. I've been watching professional wrestling since I was three years old. I've worked in the business. I've been inside the ring. I've held championships. I have done a little bit of refereeing. I have helped run professional wrestling companies. Um, and now podcasting, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I've done a lot in the world of professional wrestling. Is my name notable? No, no. You, you ask any anybody out there, they won't know who I am mm-hmm. unless they've heard the podcast or seen me wrestle locally here. Yep. Um, they wouldn't know who I am. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But I have the knowledge. <clears throat> and for you and I, someone else who has watched professional wrestling for the majority of their life yep. to be able to go back and forth. And if we argue between each other... <laughs> It's perfectly fine because at the end of the day, we know that we're going to agree to disagree and we're cool with that. Mm -hmm. And we don't get heated over it with each other as we would getting heated with Mark Tards. Uh, And I think the real kind of difference is, especially when you get into these arguments and whatnot on social media, it's an interesting thing that happens because the majority of people on there will say, oh, yeah, you're perfectly fine, you know, voicing an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion on until your opinion contradicts their opinion or their thought process. And then it's all, it's one of those things where it's like uh, you're complaining about somebody having an opinion, but yet that's an opinion also that you're giving to that person. So it's one of those things where you get kind of caught in a loop there of stupidity. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, when we're doing a podcast, like, like you said, we are both very experienced in the world of professional wrestling in, in, in different capacities. And it's, it's one of those things where, we can, this is a better platform to get our opinions, to get our information out there. And then, yeah, if one of these social media people wants to challenge us, it's one of those things where it, it can get a little lopsided, where these people can say stuff. I mean, it, it's it, it's becomes very different than it's, it's somebody who's just a keyboard warrior as opposed to somebody who actually has the talent and the ability to put out a podcast every week. So then it becomes more of a lopsided type thing to where the keyboard warrior then kind of looks kind of silly at the end of the day. That's right. And I mean, not to say that we have, you know, that we're, we're better than anybody else because we're running this podcast and, no. and putting this out to everybody every week. No, 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 definitely not. No. I mean, are there times that we mess up? Sure, there definitely is. Yep. Don't get us wrong. We are not perfect when it comes to, uh, you know, our thoughts and our views on everything as well. But this is just the platform and the avenue that we have decided to take to express ourselves Mm -hmm. in the world of professional wrestling, as opposed to sitting there clicky clackety doing this on a keyboard, uh, getting into arguments with people, Mm -hmm. um, for our own sanity. We've decided that this is the best route for us. And especially coming into 2020, it's a brand new year. We can kind of move forward and put a little bit more focus on the actual podcast and the recording and our thoughts collectively together as a podcast, as opposed to letting our thoughts, you know, kind of go out there and uh, mingle around with all the other crap that's out there with people. Um Super quickly, you, you, you want to talk about the ups and downs of yeah. uh, doing a podcast every week. Um, on a personal level, 
um, it, it can sometimes be very draining. Mm-hmm. Um, I work night shifts the majority of the time. Yep. Um, Same so here. like I work from like anywhere sometimes from 9 p.m. till, you know, 7, 8, 9 a.m., um, you know, or even shorter shifts from like 11 p.m. until 6 a.m. Uh, and, and you're trying to sleep during the day. And then, you know, you're hearing the noises from outside and you're hearing the school bells ringing in the distance and the, you know, you know, the trucks and and the vehicles all going by the house and, you know, just all of that different stuff. And then you've got broken sleep and then, you know, then it's like, oh crap, I got to get up. I got to record a podcast. I got to get a cup of coffee. I got to shower. I got to make sure that I'm good and, and, and awake and alert. And sometimes it it can be very mentally uh, and physically draining, um, but we do it every week. And I mean, I, I, I can only speak for myself in this case right now. And I think that, uh, big Joe, you might kind of start to feel that as well, knowing that, uh, you know, you do some night shifts as well. Um, yeah, sometimes it, it's, it's a struggle, but we continue to do it uh, because it's a passion and it's a love that we have. And it's something that we want to continue to do and, and, uh, you know, be those broadcast journalists that really, express ourselves and uh yeah we we kind of i kind of myself get into that uh carl carafel stage of uh you know performance so that i can be in the ready for podcasting yeah for myself it's very much changed from when we started to where we are now you know at the beginning i would say getting close to our, our kind of halfway point i mean we're I mean, next week we're going to be 150 episodes in here, Carl, that uh, I was very much kind of really obsessed with the uh, the numbers. You know, when I mean the numbers, I'm talking like how many people are listening to each week and the engagement and all that kind of stuff. And very much so recently, I've, I've switched in the other direction to where just focus on pointing out the content. And I know that that part will kind of take care of itself. I used to really obsess over, you know, how many views, how many lessons and how many downloads are we getting every week and because it fluctuates so much and we've had some weeks where we get uh, some low numbers and there's somewhere we get like 500 plus and whatnot. It's one of those things where I, 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 I won't say that I totally ignore it now, but I don't pay attention to it as much. I just focus more on the content and yeah. And as for the, um, the energy and the time and all that, yeah, I, I'm strictly for my day job is actually a night job. In my case, all of my chefs are, are night chefs. I'm strictly a night shift worker and yeah, it become become a little bit draining because uh, I, I do the recording and then the production, everything on my end on, on top of um, doing our recording and, uh, and this talking and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it, it, it gets a little draining week to week. But what really makes me realize that it's all worth it and the real payoff is when we get a situation like with our guest at the beginning of the episode here, Mr. Dusty Gold, that kind of thing there reminds me of what, why we do this and just re- and makes me realize that, Hey, we're doing something here that's worthwhile. We, we, we literally found this guy on social media and then now he's on the verge of signing with a big company. We had some input in that, uh, in that happening. And just that that's the kind of thing that, yeah, makes it all worthwhile at the end of the day, as opposed to just kind of worrying about the little insignificant stuff, just focus on good content. And when we get to help some of these people out, Oh, it's a good feeling. It definitely is. And, and going along with that, um, not focusing so much on the numbers, but focusing a little bit more on the content, um, and, and just putting out a good product 
and and things will come. And I want to give some cheap pops right now and cheap plugs to uh, people that have really helped us out. And I'm not going to I'm not going to give specific names, but I'm going to give specific companies, I guess you could mm. say. And we're looking at the GorillaPosition.com and the Roar Network, uh, one of the first networks that that we were uh, able to get on with. And uh, again, that was somebody who kind of found us and heard us and uh, liked what we were doing and said, I want to help promote you guys. And from there, we got onto another network. We got now onto the HTM Podcast Network, uh, the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, which is, has been phenomenal as well. And now we're in association with IndiePW.com. So they are showcasing our stuff as well. So the little bit more focus that we've put onto the content and the product that we're putting out is being seen by other people and they're now coming to us going we want to help you guys out too we want to showcase we love what you're doing we like what we're hearing and stuff like that and then even to get into partnerships with like hypecityvapors.com um you know if you're a vapor go there and you know use our promo code save yourself some cash and then color and elbow brand.com as well i'm gonna name drop this one al snow started the company and we were the very first podcast mm -hmm. that came on to a partnership and a sponsorship with collar and elbow brand. So if you want to be a fan of our podcast and the first podcast to be sponsored by collar and elbow, go and check them out too. buy some of the merchandise. And then you can say the podcast that I listened to turnbuckle talk with Joe and Carl was the first ones to be sponsored by this clothing brand. You got something cool that you can tell your friends as well. So to all of these companies that have really, uh, I went to color and elbow brand mm -hmm. hype city vapors came to me, you know, yeah. like the, these are people that are coming to us now after hearing the product that we've put out. So, I mean, that's that in itself as well, on top of all the interviews that we've done from back when we were doing internet radio to on our own, you know, like people have come to us and been like, I would love to be interviewed by you guys. Mm -hmm. That is what is so satisfying. And just back briefly on that too, uh, to kind of sum everything up, like we literally, you mentioned the online radio, we did that for a little while and things were really kind of struggling there. And we made the gamble. Well, I made the gamble of saying, we're done here. We're going off on our own. And I just want to make very much a mention to you, Carl, that thank you for joining me on this. I know it, it, was, a, it was a gamble, but we've gone from, I'm going to use a Cody Rhodes here line. We've gone from undesirable to undeniable. We've gone from starting right from scratch to having nothing to now people and companies that want to reaching out to us. So it's been quite the journey and it's just so cool to see the stuff happening and uh, it's hard work does pay off. And what's awesome is that this is just the beginning yeah. for us. We're not beginning. We're not at the end. Nope. So we're going to continue to see these successes and we are so happy about them. Yep. So looking forward to it. And yeah, like you said, just the beginning. 
2020 is going to be an exciting year for wrestling. We have lots to talk about. And when you come back from the Jericho Cruise, Carl, we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about there. That might end up being a bit of a longer episode because I'm going to pick your brain until there's nothing left about what happened there. So, Well, I was just going to say that, you know, during that week, we might even look at putting out a couple of podcasts. Uh, maybe Big Joe and I will sit down and we'll record something that we'll put out for you guys that's just specifically about the interactions that I was able to have with people yeah. on the cruise. And then we'll do our regular Turnbuckle Top yeah. episode. So it's something that Big Joe and I are going to talk about and discuss. Uh, yep. Instead of making you know a two and a half, three hour long <laughs> podcast for you guys, yep. we might actually break it down into a couple of different episodes and give you guys a little bit of extra content for that week yeah we'll have to see what we do it's gonna be a fun few next weeks uh next few weeks here i'm gonna have uh you're gonna be on the cruise for a couple weeks so i'm gonna uh, have some of our brothers from the htm podcast on on with me here to talk uh, the goings on and like i said when you come back then we're gonna find out firsthand what happened the jericho cruise so it's gonna be (laughs) the next few weeks are gonna be really fun they definitely are. I'm so looking forward to it. Absolutely, man. Okay, so I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap up for this week, and we will see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content especially lit up by the flagship show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that all at hittingthemarks.com. Run.